0: You're listening to the Boss Yourself First Podcast, Season 1, Episode 5. If you want to be an effective leader, the first person you want to lead effectively is yourself. Self-leadership helps you create better relationships and a more fulfilling life, and in turn, lead others in a more authentic and impactful way. If this piques your interest, then stick around. I'm Robin White, your host, and this is Boss Yourself First. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining me here today. I have to tell you that last week I hit the wall. Not literally, but emotionally and mentally, You see, in my family, the holiday season begins in October with three family birthdays and Halloween. Then we move into Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then we finish up with New Year's and my husband's birthday in January. We are a celebrating kind of family, which means we gather a lot between October and January. And for the most part, these celebrations happen at my home, and I pretty much plan the event. And for the most part, I just really enjoy it. But trying to plan in this season of COVID is hurting my heart. We're not supposed to gather in order to protect each other from each other. And the logistics of trying to figure out how to celebrate and connect safely and create the same feelings that are associated with celebration and connection with completely different rules is making me a little nuts. I feel guilty and frustrated for not being able to rectify my beliefs about what's safe during the pandemic and the various beliefs of my family members. In trying to unpack my feelings doing my good emotional agility work, I've identified frustration and anger, grief, guilt, shame, despair, not fun stuff. You can see why I hit the wall. I know from past experience that learning helps me process. It's just part of my makeup. So I went to work researching and found out that what I was experiencing is not uncommon and has a name. The name is Caution Fatigue. So if any of you are experiencing Caution Fatigue, I am with you. We'll circle back to that Caution Fatigue discussion in just a little while at the end of the episode. But today we're focusing on the messages of emotions. And most of our time, we'll spend discussing the less comfortable emotions. Remember, we've already discussed that there are no good or bad emotions, but we do know there are some that are more enjoyable than others. Um, But we're kind of focusing a little bit more on the less comfortable ones because these are the ones we usually try to numb out or distract ourselves from or ignore, As we've discussed in previous episodes, emotional agility is about nimbly processing our emotions, which involves recognizing them, interpreting their messages, and choosing actions that take into account that information. First, let's understand what kind of messages emotions deliver, so we know what we're looking for. Emotions give us feedback about what is valuable and what's important to us by revealing unmet expectations and needs. Let's say you've been doing this work and you've become really adept at recognizing your emotions when they show up. Now it's time to dig deeper and look at why they've shown up. For some emotions, we feel like, I know exactly why I was angry at 5pm last Friday, I got rear-ended in traffic, and dealing with that made me miss my family dinner and game night, not to mention having my car towed and paying for the repairs to the tire rim that is bent and replacing my bumper. It seems like there is an obvious trigger or an inciting incident that resulted in the emotions you experienced. Even though the situation feels completely obvious, let's unpack it for meaning. Dig a little deeper. Remember, we're looking for what is valuable and important to you, expectations and needs. And to mine for these messages, we're pulling out our old friend, curiosity. Looking at the situation, your car and the freedom to transport yourself is damaged. You value the money you'll have to pay. To have that freedom restored and you value your friday night family dinner and game night because you value your family and connecting with them you expected to be with your family instead of dealing with insurance and traffic maybe you had a hard work week and really needed the connection and sense of belonging that you get from your friday family fun i told you i liked alliteration i did warn you all right so do you see where we're going here When you expand that space between stimulus and response, you understand that a lot is happening during that time. Now, I realize that in a car accident, you may not be able to process your emotional messages in this much detail. You might need to leverage that body, breath, face, space tool we talked about in episode four to triage your emotions until you have time and the capacity to process them. And that's okay. At least you have a tool at hand in the moment, but the more you practice interpreting the messages of emotions, the more quickly you'll be able to do it and leverage those messages to maintain or adjust thoughts and actions that align with your values and goals. I'm going to keep plugging away at that definition for emotional agility, and by the end of this season, you'll be able to just recite it off the top of your head. If you keep it up, you'll be able to apply the process to even the more urgent situations. I want to break in here for just a minute and invite you to read the book for this season with us. It's called Emotional Agility by Susan David. On the Facebook page for Boss Yourself First, you can find a reading schedule. And if you join the Boss Yourself First Facebook group, you can download a reading guide to go along with it. From time to time this season, I'll be showing up in the group to chat about the book. And I'd love to hear your thoughts and I look forward to seeing you there. Okay, back to work on understanding the messages of emotions. Let's take a more fun emotion like joy. Picture this. You're sitting at your child's sports event, and she pulls out the victory with a serious comeback effort. She's won the title. She shakes hands with her opponent and accepts the trophy. You see her when she realizes her opponent is weeping holding her second place ribbon, and she walks over and hugs a girl and says, You played a great match. It was my day today. Another day it will be yours. She pulls the girl into the winner's photo, and then she turns around, and there's her group of friends who are clapping and cheering her on with enthusiasm. You're filled with joy over not only the victory, but because you know the time and energy and hours she's invested, and probably you did too, in working towards that goal. You remember all the hard losses she's endured on the way to this achievement, and that makes this moment even sweeter. You realize that title could open doors for college scholarships. You see how graciously she deals with her opponent. And you watch her friends congratulate her and rejoice that she's feeling loved and admired. She's smiling, and you are joyful. Okay, what message is Joy sending? Well, you value your family, obviously. Your child is showing up as a young woman of skill and character, two values you've worked on together. You value a college education. It's important to you that your daughter go to college and how great would it be to have it partially paid for? Your expectation that grit and courage bring about good results is met and your need to feel affirmed as a successful parent, come on, we've all got it, is met. Joy, that's what it's telling you in that particular situation. I believe the fun emotions are a little easier to unpack. Okay, those were made up examples, but here's a real one. I have a friend, she and her daughter both contracted COVID. One thing she said that really stuck with me was that when she got her positive result, her most overwhelming emotion wasn't fear, but shame. When I put myself in her shoes and think about what messages I might find, and I'm guessing here because she and I have not unpacked this emotion together, By the way, in case you're worried, um, her daughter had a really mild case. And my friend had, uh, she had it a little more severely, but she's come through fine. But back to the emotion of shame. Brene Brown says that shame is the most powerful master emotion. It's the fear that we're not good enough. And my guess is that my friend's feeling of shame came from thinking that if she were a better mom, she and her daughter wouldn't have gotten sick. And just to be clear, anyone who's been around my friend and her daughter for more than two seconds will know that she is a great mom. But if we only look as far as that thought running through the mind of a mother holding her positive test results, that thought being, if I were a better mom, this wouldn't have happened, if we treat that thought as the message shame came to deliver, we would be deceived by that emotion. Or as Dr. Susan David would say, we would be hooked by that emotion. But if we dig deeper with our curiosity by asking what expectation wasn't met or what need is unanswered, we would realize that shame is really saying, I expected to not get COVID and certainly not let my daughter get it because I am a careful and loving mom. Did you hear the message around that expectation? I am a careful and loving mom. Shame showed up because this careful and loving mom had done everything she knew to do to keep COVID away from her household and it got to them anyway. The shame my friend experienced is actually pointing to the value of being a mom. She loves being a mother. She adores her child. It's a high value that was threatened by this positive COVID test. I love it in the book, Emotional Agility, when Dr. David says that emotions can be beacons and not barriers. And love thinking of them that way. And in this circumstance, this beacon was pointing out the high value of being a mother and the value of her child. So look at the thoughts, but don't accept them as the messages of emotions because the results will be looping or getting hooked with that thought churning on replay and giving more energy to the emotion. When we get a hold of the message of an emotion, it calms down and and gives us space to consider other thought and action options. Make sure you're really digging deep to find the message of the emotion. Don't get hooked, because thoughts are strong and powerful, but they can be deceitful. To lean into curiosity, here are a few questions you can ask yourself. Remember, we're using that curiosity. Here are the questions you need. What message is this emotion here to deliver? What expectations have I set that went unmet? What value is being confirmed or threatened? Getting curious with these questions will take more time at first and more intentionality. And I would recommend journaling about them. And in fact, if you want support with that, with journaling them, then you can find a sample journal page with the three questions on the Boss Yourself First website in the podcast section. However you approach using these questions, with practice, they will come to mind more and more easily as we build that emotional agility. Now please keep in mind that even though we're devoting a whole season to emotional agility, there'll be certain aspects we will not have the capacity to fully address. One thing that comes to mind is emotions that by their nature take a long time to process. The principles still apply, but they must be applied with a larger time component like grief over the loss of a loved one. And depending what you're grieving over, Grief can be a long-term companion, delivering evolving messages. Think of it like when you have a physical injury. Let's say, for instance, you broke your leg. The initial message is, I hurt. I'm injured. I'm painful, but I'm healing. Then it moves into, I'm healing, but still need special care. It continues to evolve. I'm stronger and need to stretch. I'm healed, but there's a scar. I have a scar, but that helps me remember that I'm human. These are the kinds of messages that your injury, your physical injury, gives you, but I wanted you to get a sense of that evolution, of how it changes over time. Keep applying the salve of compassion and curiosity to your emotional messages, and the intensity of pain in that emotion will lessen with time and intention. I don't want to downplay the difficulty of keeping company with emotions, but remember they are what brings richness to this human experience. Circling back to my wall hitting experience that I now label caution fatigue, what messages are those emotions delivering? I mentioned frustration, anger, guilt, grief, shame, despair. Those messages are that I value family and legacy and traditions. Gifts are my love language, and celebrations are part of our family culture that I treasure. Which brings me to our next step of emotional agility, and that is leveraging the messages we are receiving to choose thoughts and actions that align with our values and goals. I'll keep you posted on the thoughts and actions I'm choosing to ward off this caution fatigue and still uphold my values, but that's going to be in a further episode. Not next week, because next week we have a guest conversation, and I think you'll love it. We are talking to the exceptional executive coach, Janelle Jones, and we chat about emotional agility, diversity, and self-leadership. A lot of good stuff to grab hold of, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. I think you're going to love her. Until then, take care, friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found something to grab hold of and apply in your life. As always, any link or information mentioned in this episode can be found at BossYourselfFirst.com in the podcast section. And if we haven't connected yet, and I would love to, DM me on Instagram at Boss Yourself First or come to the Boss Yourself First Facebook page and let me know how you're doing and what you think. I would really love to meet you. Thanks for being here and being you. Now get out there and lead with courage and kindness and boss yourself first and add your amazingness to the world. We sure need it. Talk to you soon, my friends.